welcome to the Genius to You podcast. And today I have with me a guest we've had on before, and I'm really happy to be chatting with Ed Sermon yet again uh, as we dive into guidance and also some really special events that he's got coming up uh, in uh, in the coming weeks, I think it is. So welcome, Ed. Um, great to have you back on the show. Oh, thank you, Linda. Hi, everybody. And it's great to be back. It's great to be uh, connecting with community again and um, connecting with you. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we were having a bit of a chat uh, earlier and uh, and talking about some of the things that are pertinent in your world right now. And one of the things that, you know, we know of you, Ed, is that you are an incredible leader of meditations and guidance and and these sorts of things. And you, you do a lot of that in our community. And, uh, and, and, some people are, are wanting to step out and lead other uh, guidances themselves, whether it's within their own communities or introducing the work uh, to their people, um, or even within the natural success community when they're serving in things like Creators Academy Advanced or um, other programs. So, um, so to chat to us about you know you as an expert in this area. What sort of things would be key for people who are starting out in leading guidance, whether it's a spirit guidance or a, a group heart or, a, you know, in any way, shape or form? What, what information do you have for people? Oh, okay. Well, many of you may have attended sessions that I've run and I always do a drop-in at the beginning of a session and the same with any sort of guidance and, and I build from there. The drop-in is really important um, because what the drop-in does, it connects us to our inner world, which takes us from being sometimes in a sympathetic, doing, busy mindset and just switches our nervous system over into a into a more relaxed, ready, feminine, ready to receive, ready to absorb parasympathetic state. And, and it's a really simple process. To, to make that switch. And you can do it any time for yourself. Well, I love to do it, as I say, you know, as a precursor to a session mm. um, by just connecting with your breath and consciously breathing in and out through your nose and just allowing your body to soften and switching your attention from, you know, what's going on outside in your world to what's going on inside of your world. And for me, once you make that switch, People are ready to receive. They're open. They're mm -hmm. open for your message. They're open for their own messages, even more importantly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a very simple little thing. And it only takes, you know, two to three minutes for people to come into presence with themselves. And mm -hmm. yeah, I just find that's a very powerful way to to frame up anything you're doing, any work yeah. you're doing. Yeah. And obviously, the more that people do that, the quicker they are able to get into that state. It's like anything that we practice, the more that we do it. The, so we don't have to labour on it and we don't have to assume that people are finding it difficult or whatever. We just assume that over time and with more experience with it, it just becomes easier and easier to just reorientate from one mode to the other. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a very big advocate for having a daily practice of 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 going in in a meditation practice or a mindfulness practice, you know, however you want to label it. Hmm. But you're absolutely right. The more 
we step into that space, the easier it is to find. And, and you know, it's not a necessary precursor for the state of innocence, but it sure helps Yeah, um, yep. if you've built that pathway before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, even just, you know, making choices, you can spend just a moment just dropping in before you start the process of choice making, just as you say, to be in that receptive mode, which is very, very powerful for when we're actually asking to receive we're asking to receive the vision we're asking to see the insights of current reality we're asking for bridges those sorts of things so of course yeah absolutely yeah actually i i you know i do my meditation just tuning in getting into my heart i've recently um, been playing a lot with heart coherence from the heart math mm. and i have a little biofeedback device which yes has taught me a lot about you know when i thought i was in my heart, the <laughs> feedback device was showing me I wasn't, you know, thinking yes. about it. it precludes you from it. So, you know, actually being in it without thinking, that's the place. Mm. Anyway, that's that's aside from the they, point. They are fascinating, though. I had um, one from HeartMath. Um, I must have bought that 10 years ago from HeartMath. Fantastic work that they do. Um, mind you, it's currently in a box in storage down in Victoria, so I haven't seen it for nearly two years. <laughs> But it is. It's fascinating where you think you're doing what you, you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about building that pathway before. And, you know, using that little um, that little device for biofeedback shows you the path, you know, gives you feedback about when you're on the path or not. And so I find that pretty powerful. But, um, you know, getting into that space and then doing my choices or doing whatever practice that I'm going to mm. do from that space Absolutely, like you, like you just said, it opens for receptivity and opens for the, your intuition, your superconscious, to mm. come through in a more powerful way. Yeah, absolutely, fantastic. So, so what else? What else do we need to know? Because I could talk about that coherent stuff for a very long time, and I won't. <laughs> I do. I'm fascinated <laughs> with it as well. What else do we need to know? One thing, um, you know, when you're inviting people to imagine something people you know the power is is setting that up without telling them how it is but mm -hmm. allowing their imagination to form their own meaningful picture mm -hmm. and for that to happen the power is in the pause mm -hmm. the space involved so when i am inviting somebody to imagine or visualize something I use my own breath as a metronome, as a, as a bit of a counter. Mm. So depending on what it is, I'll do three or four cycles of my own breath mm. to allow that space for that picture to form in the person's inner world. Because that's, you know, when they're creating their own imagery, their own symbols, that becomes unique to them and powerful for them. You know, standing before a forest, you know, Globally, our, our community spans globally. So a forest for somebody in Eastern Europe would look completely different to um, a forest in the subtropics of southeast Queensland or northern New South Wales. Mm. And so not giving too much detail, but just inviting the person to form the picture um, that you're asking them to in their own way and allowing enough space mm. for that yeah. picture to form and then moving on. Yeah, it's it's funny the pause game. It's uh, it's interesting how we are so quick to fill a space. You know, when we're interacting with someone, either in dialogue or monologue, 
such as guidance, um, we're very, very hesitant to leave the pause there. It creates tension in us. It's sort of like either we don't see that they're being entertained enough or there's not enough information or, you know, or I'm not going quickly enough for these people are going to get bored, whatever it is that comes up for you. And everyone's obviously going to be different based on their experiences. We, we want to fill in the pause. It's it's like um one of the things that when we, Craig and I started playing with tension early on in the in the game, uh, when we started learning about this work, and because we were yoga teachers at the time, we would practice it in the yoga room. Now, um, one of the things that would happen you know, from time to time would say, for example, someone would sneeze, and the immediate tension resolving thing we have in our society is to say something like "bless you." Yeah. <laughs> or if you want to be funny, Gesundheit, or something like that. You know, it's it's one of those things. And so we just started practicing that being with the tension of just letting a sneeze be a sneeze because we would never respond to a cough in that way. We would just leave the cough be a cough or we, you know, whatever it happened to be, um, we just leave it be. So, um, so practicing with tension and practicing with pause. But what was really interesting to observe is if we, as the teachers, didn't say something like "bless you" or whatever, other people in the class couldn't hold the tension. They had to fill the void. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's so true. Often, when we're delivering something or facilitating something, you know, the need in us to to give more. Mm. Is, is always, you know, for a lot of us, depending on our fundamental beliefs, it's so strong that 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 we're actually, you know, disempower the process by by overgiving. You know, William talks about one theme. And and so often, you know, when we're putting something together, we want to fill it up with everything we know. Absolutely. And, um, that's the same with guidance, you know. We feel like we need to keep facilitating along the path, but mm. um you know, in my training as a, as a guided meditation facilitator, certainly was shown time and time again, you know, the power of that pause and, and just holding the tension. And, you know, I find that, um, you know, coming back to my own self and my own breath is the absolutely best way for me personally to, mm. to sit with that tension about wanting to fill the space. And, you know, that, uh, um, We've been exploring how often people, you know, like that, Gesundheit, bless you. You know, it's a programmed mm. response. Absolutely. And mm. unless we're in that place of pause, we're just going to go down that road. Mm. <laughs> that's a default network. That's the default mode. Um, but, yes, that's another thing about the pause. It, it brings in that awareness and then choice mm. and yeah. then right action. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I love the fact that you've got a, a way of going, okay, well, three or four breaths and I don't say a word. I just use my slow control breath. I'm just with the resonance of that, allowing the space. And, you know, as we know, different people visualize at different speeds. You know, we've got different programming, if you like, but different ways that we, we it's, and it, I, I believe that's more inherent, like as you probably learned before, the visual, the auditory, the kinesthetic, you know, if you say to someone who's kinesthetic, imagine a forest, the first thing they need to do is feel it in their body mm -hmm. before they'll actually see it, before mm -hmm. they'll hear it, before they'll get all the senses going. They actually, they actually need to have a, a visceral experience in their body. 
um, something that it's like, okay, yeah, now I get it. Now, now I can see the forest. Whereas a visual person can just go, yep, forest. All right, done. All right, I can see the forest. But allowing the pause then allows them to be in that and then connect to the sensation, which is what the kinesthetic person got first. So yeah. it's really interesting that allowing the pause actually allows us to, to deepen the experience through through that as well. So, yeah, very valuable input. Yeah, that um, kinesthetic experience, like, you know, one of the, I'll say, imagine standing before a forest. Mm. Mm-hmm. Feel your feet on the ground. Yeah. No, and once you start to invite that imagery in, they're actually going there. They're feeling that's right. Yeah. And you know, you don't want to tell. Well, for me, I don't tell them how the ground will feel. Yes. You yeah. know, it notice the ground. Mm. Maybe a leaf has brushed against your skin. How does it feel? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's right. And of course, the poor old auditory people. We need to bring them in as well. So, what can you hear? You know. <laughs> <laughs> that journey through the senses is is, yes. is how people really get into that experience and and take and it's taking your time with that, not rushing through it and skipping over it. You know, sometimes for me, I do a very similar process, dropping people into the space all the time because it works for me. But sometimes I think, oh, these people have heard this so many times before, and yeah. the temptation is to to skip through it. But, yeah, but that, that's totally goes against what it's trying to achieve so it's just having that discipline to mm. slow down yeah be in pause, invite people into you know the world of their sensory experience through all of their senses and mm. give them time to allow yeah. that sensory experience to build then they're really in the place then they're in the place where they can you know meet their guides and really receive guidance or, you know, connect with that group heart or mm. whatever other process you're doing. Absolutely. And, I mean, the point of doing it as a group is actually about the group coherence contributing to the experience of the individual as well. So if we make sure that no one's left behind and everyone's got the chance to fully deepen their experience with that guidance, then, you know, it makes more sense that uh, we're all benefiting from from the whole experience in that way. Absolutely. And, you know, from running you know, several group hearts. It's one thing I really love to do. It's one of my favorite things to do actually is, is, is be in a group heart or facilitate a group heart. Mm. Um, it is that power of the group. You know, there is that coherence between people and that common energy that comes and time and time again, you know, through doing uh, written guidance within a group, you know, people have said, wow, you know, this is so much more than when I do it alone mm. um, and do it in the group. And I would say, you know, do do written guidance alone or within a group. But if ever you have the chance to join in a, a group written guidance on um, Mighty Networks, um, mm-hmm. the Creators Academy Advance, there's, there's a monthly written guidance. Mm. Um, and there's written guidance at other places through the Creators Collective, weekly mm. written guidance there. It's just such... Um, the energy is there of the group and mm. the group intention. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. So um, now you're actually going to take some live ones now that we're all well and truly liberated from our, our uh, little fortresses <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, but uh, whatever that construct was, whatever we, we went through there. Um, but you're going to do some live ones coming up uh, throughout parts of Australia. So, so tell us about those. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited about this. You know, Beata and I traveled around before meeting up with creators all over the country whenever we could. And, um, you know, with my love of doing group hearts and with my love of connecting with this marvelous community we're a part of, I just thought what a great, um, what a great thing it would be to get people together, just, you know, outside in nature, do a group heart, have a picnic and then just, you know, network and see where things go. You, perhaps mm. we can play with doing in-person readings. Many of us, you know, have come into the work, you know, at the beginning of COVID. I think I was on CYD too. So, you know, I've not had much experience of doing the work in person. Yeah. And so I just thought, you know, if I offer up, okay, I'll be on, I'm going to be on the Tweed Gold Coast on the 14th of January. That's next Saturday. Wow, uh, that's not far away. <laughs> in a park. Uh, have, have quite a few creators coming along to that. Um, yeah. On February 19th, I'll be doing one in Brisbane, most likely a central place. I'm thinking the Sydney Botanical Gardens, mm-hmm. um, Sunshine Coast on the 25th of March, mm-hmm. and the Byron area, um the 15th of April that's oh, as far as I've got planned so far so yeah um I've got a feeling Beata and I'll be doing another road trip soon so as part of that I will be you know announcing I'll do group hearts mm. meetups yeah uh, along our way so ah, sounds amazing yeah, yeah. very good yeah, yeah that was exactly. an amazing trip you guys did last year I followed you along and uh yeah it was uh, um yeah, it was, it was great. It was it was really uh, amazing to see that intuitively guided road tripping. You know, it's something that uh, Craig and I have often spoken about. And, uh, you know, just just knowing that it's a big wide world out there. You know, there's so many places to go and, and people to meet and things to do and, and uh, just bringing that back to the connection with other creators, people who are, are trained in the work and, and are embracing the energy of, of that. That's absolutely one of the, the biggest things we missed during COVID was the face-to-face because, as you know, Craig and I have done a lot of live events mm-hmm. and absolutely love being in the presence of somebody. And so in the few opportunities we've had um, during and, and since COVID to be in, in that energy, you know, I can highly recommend it. There is, you know, Zoom's great. We have to say that it's been incredible and much better than ever expected when we first um, started doing CYD online. Uh, but at the same time, there still is nothing that beats being in the energy of someone, to be able to touch them, to be able to, you know, be in that 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 quantum field with them and, and feel that energy. So, yeah, that'd be super exciting. And, yeah, um, yeah very good. Yeah, so, so that's, that's, you know, part of, of these get-togethers is, is, is just coming together as community, being in the energy. And, and this, your retreat's coming up too. They sound absolutely amazing. Yes. And another opportunity for people to actually be in the energy of each other and experience the work. Yeah. In the flesh, you know? yeah we're, we're super excited about that because there's, again, something about not only being in energy, but being in immersion. Like we're going to be four days in, well, we've got two, two retreats on the go, but um, uh, so each of them are, are four days long. And, uh, and being immersed in that where there is actually no other distraction, there is nothing else that's going to drag you away from it and then to embody it to a level that when you go back out into the world and you are living your everyday life, it's easy to snap back into the truth of who you really are. 
rather than being drawn into your identity and your your egoic agendas and the old patterns and beliefs and that sort of thing. So yeah, we're super excited about that too. So yeah. it's been a it's been a hot minute since we've run a retreat, but we are raring and ready to go with it. So built up to make a really good one. Oh man, so yeah, so so good. And that the what's dropped in and how it's evolved has just become incredible, especially the advanced one. The one that they're both going to be great, but they're you know, it's just it's, you can just feel the palpable energy of it all just building right now. So yeah. so thanks for bringing that up so I could give that a plug on my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's just very much in line with what we're talking about, the power of, of of us getting together, the power of community. You know, we talked about even the power of community and processes, you know, when we're doing written guidance or group heart or exercises together, and then, you know, taking that into, you know, in the flesh, in, in person mm. uh, connection, which, yeah, so many of us that have come into the work since it's been online just haven't had that experience. So I, I want that experience. So I'm, I was driven by, um, you know, um, I'd love to do this. I, I love meeting up with creators and uh, just seeing that we're so, from so many div- diverse walks of life and, you know, come at it from different ways and have different experiences, but mm. all you know, have that desire really to step into the truth of who we are. And, yeah. and that's a beautiful common thread that we have. And, um, you know, the power of, of doing group heart and, and stuff mm. like that really highlights that for me. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Ed. I think um, that's an absolutely incredible initiative that you've got going there, and I'm sure that plenty of people will be keen to to get along and to to join in and, and have that real group immersive experience in, at those particular days, times, events, wherever around the country. And um, we'll keep everything up to date on the Genius to You notice board and in the events page so that people can keep track of it um, and probably on our Facebook page as well. And, um, yeah, so everyone keep an eye out for what, what's yep. going on in Ed's world. And if you're interested in um, attending any one of those group hearts, if you could just send me an email, I've created an email list for each one. Okay, so, great. Um, you know, an email or a direct message on on, on Facebook is good with your email address because I give the venues and updates about weather, et cetera, um, yeah. via an email. So uh, ah, okay. yeah. edward at inconnectioncoaching.com. It's on genius to you. Yeah, fantastic. We'll, we'll make sure that's also with each of the events as well so people can be in contact to stay up to date because who knows what the weather will do. Sometimes it participates and sometimes it doesn't. And either way, it doesn't matter because we've got our end results, so we'll make it happen, right? creators will do it (laughs) yeah absolutely fantastic all right ed we'll have a fantastic day and thank you to everyone for listening uh we are excited for 2023 it's going to be a big year and uh we're looking forward to being part of everyone's success as creators and their full expression so have a great day 